0: Of course, I'm sitting with my best friend. Oh, what's up, buddy? What's up, brother? Nothing, man. We got some big stuff happening here in the next couple months. Uh, just last night, you and I were on a, a call with Elizabeth Fay and the entire, like, hair love community. So everybody that's going this year. So uh, once again, thank you, Elizabeth and Hair Love Retreat for inviting us back because we're looking forward to it.
1: Oh, man. If it's anything like last year, you know, I hope we can make it every year. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs> I, hope, I hope we can make it every year. Uh, last night, though, I learned that, like, we have a bunch of friends that are going to be there. So Jay Ladner's is going to be there. Lexi Lomax is coming; awesome. she'll be there. Uh, Chelsea Von James is going to be there, and of course, uh, you know Olivia Lisa and all of them are going to be there as well. And Cassandra Platinum. God, there's so many people that are going to be there that uh, that are our friends. That uh, it's it, it's. I don't know what kind of retreat it is, or if it's more like a feels like a high school reunion. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. You hit it the nail on the head. <laughs> just uh it's gonna be it's gonna be fun dude yeah and, and and a week just to unwind to learn to educate to uh you know what i mean and and have fun hopefully we get to uh again uh judge the lip sync contest so we can uh have fun with that but it's just it's just a, a great just time to unwind and re- reinvest in yourself
0: yeah it's, it's, it's super nice also to be around like not just like hairstylist but like if you're a part of that community like you're like a you're a hairstylist badass that, that, that wants to get stuff done, you know, a hundred percent, you know, and it's just, it's so great to be around that energy. And, um, uh, I, I said on the call last night that it's such a cool environment because it it goes past the retreat, you know, like when we did our event back in April, like a bunch of people from that we met at hair love was there. And it was like, how long are these arms? You know what I mean? It's yeah. just, it's so cool the support that continues to be out there, but, but anyway, so. And Elizabeth has a podcast, and we're going to be hosting podcasts while we're there. But um, you know, speaking—that was the worst transition ever. But speaking of podcasts, <laughs> actually, our guest today was made aware from a podcast that I listened to—a hairdressing podcast—and like, I-,
1: I don't know how I didn't know her before, but like, I'm totally blown away by the knowledge that she has. And especially, we know a lot of the same people, and you know what I mean. And uh, yeah, I'm 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 shocked that we uh, we haven't come across her. I know, me too. Uh,
0: today our guest is uh, Julie Klein. Julie Klein is the founder and the creator of uh, Colors with Chemistry, which is also our Instagram, so please give it a follow. Especially, I don't want to say this because I don't want to like, put anyone in a corner, but if you're just starting out in the industry, there is so much incredible, incredible information out there. It's like a, it's like a very cool and hip, almost like textbook, but it's almost, not a textbook, it's a reference book you know it, it's a book where you can just find and reference you know any kind of challenge that you're having with your color formulation or color know-how or color why but listen by the end of this podcast you you will definitely know that because we're going to get into a lot of that um uh, and here's the best part about it is that uh, Julie teaches her 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 knowledge without any color brand so that means that her not to limit her but it it's it's to open it up like no no this just works this is just color chemistry you know and i want to get into a couple of things about that
1: as well on the podcast remind me of that i want to get into absolutely and and it goes way beyond uh even if you just get into the industry because a lot of us create old ha- uh bad habits or you know what i mean we, we forget things and, uh, it's a great way to, uh, just resharpen your, it's just like a haircutter, right? You need your shear sharpen just to re resharpen your, your, your mind. I love it. Should we bring her in? Let's do it. Miss Julie Klein, welcome to your
0: day off. I almost said welcome back, but cause we seem like old friends, man. Julie, I know, like off.
2: we've been here for forever to chat. So nice to meet you guys and be with you guys. I'm really excited to, to chat. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, we never got into it. what was name name of the podcast. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sorry, it, it, it's Simone's Simone. I am in the moment. I'm forgetting your last name. I totally apologize. But she hosts the uh, the the coffee and podcast, po- coffee and foils podcast. And um, I was talking to Julie, and Julie was like, she sent me, and she was so happy and excited. She's like, this is my favorite podcast that I've ever done, and it was Julie. And I listened to it, and I go, oh my gosh, this is my favorite podcast that you've ever done. And and then I, you get this, Tony. I reached out to Simone, and I go listen, I don't want to step on your toes, but can we have Julie on as a guest? And she was, she was so great. She's like, absolutely, please do. And actually what she said, Julie was like, which is funny because this was an unknowing setup. She said, um, she goes, more people need to know about Julie. So if you can get more people to know about Julie, you should absolutely have her on. So Julie, you, you've just got fans everywhere, bro. Oh,
2: thanks. I appreciate that. You know, I love Simone. I thought, gosh, she is just so amazing. We had such a great conversation and I just could have sat there and talked to her for forever. So I just so enjoyed it. So I'm so glad that we got to connect. And I remember you messaged me after you listened.
0: Yeah.
2: And um, I was like, oh, this is so cool, right? To be able to, to connect with people. I think, I love what you said about, in the beginning about like the arms are so long, right? And so like people that have a passion for, taking this industry and pushing it forward and and making it better it's like we all just start to connect i think it's just beautiful and and brilliant right
1: yeah 100 percent. when you start connecting with other people like-minded that want nothing but the best from the industry uh you know and and when they start linking together it just creates a a beautiful force yeah it's like a beautiful network you know yeah
0: and what's interesting too is like how how small the industry is You know, like it feels so big and so overwhelming, but then once you start to get into the, once you start getting into the people that want to make a difference and once you start getting in with the people that, that want to move the industry further, that's a small community, you know, it's a small community of like badass pushers, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah,
2: even today, like I sat down, I was like, well, there's Jacob Kahn fancy hairdresser's t-shirt. Like Jacob and I like, well, and it's interesting that you say that because um, when I first started, I was an apprentice. I did not go to hair school. I was 38 years old and apprenticing. You don't get to do that in every state. Right. And so I was apprenticing with um, someone who's been in the industry for forever. He's got a Naha, one of the first ones, right? And it was such a small community, but I needed to, I needed to kind of know there was more to this. And so there's a guy named Jeff South in Atlanta has his uh, salon called Intrigue Salon. And he would get everybody that was really in love with education together all around Atlanta. And so we would have these amazing educational events Um hair jams, like all this stuff. And that's where I met Jacob. And so Jacob and I were both kind of getting into this education place at the time. So th- exactly what you're talking about, like you if you created, they will come, right? Will come.
0: Was Candy involved in that? With Jeff Shaw? Yeah, so
2: Candy, yep, Candy was there. Um Kim Weaver Moore, who did um right? Like all of these people that I met, um Brent Hargrave, who'd been in the industry forever, Patrick MacGyver, I met there uh Jeff had all of the CEOs of the major brands that came. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a big, fun deal. And I'm like, I I miss that, right?
0: How cool that. is that 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 Jeff South has come up on another podcast, right? Oh man, t- Candy yeah. talked about it on the podcast we did with her a couple months ago. You know, she she oh, she's awesome. it- Yeah, I think it was I think it was like Jeff and her dad or something. There was some kind of like connection there. I don't remember. Well, specific. my
2: um my hair my color mentor actually worked with Candy's dad and Candy's um uncle. So years ago. So it's just okay. really cool the interconnections. pretty
1: thing back and, to the small um, world. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and Council was there with his brother. Funny story, I did not know Michael. And I bumped into him. I just had an embarrassing moment, you know. Like you're like, "Oh, who are you?" <laughs> oh, you know, I'm just Michael from the van, Michael. You know, no big deal. <laughs> oh, that's funny.
0: That's funny. Did, did 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 I miss here? Did you say you were 38
2: when I started? Yeah, 38.
0: You were, holy cow! So you started as an apprentice at 38?
2: Yeah. So I actually um, I went into the business at 34. Worked the front desk. And immediately when I joined um, the salon, they were like, oh, you want to apprentice and become a hairdresser? And I was like, "Uh, no, because I saw what they went through. And I was like, no, because that's crazy. No, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) And my kids were young, right? And so for me, it was just a sanity job. But it was a good thing because I learned the business from not actually having to do the hair. I learned it from the outside, in a sense, looking in. And I got to see all aspects, right? Management, the business, you know actually
0: doing hair it was a really interesting time but yeah 38 jumped in dude that's amazing how did how did you like like apprenticing is like at least at least when when we came up apprenticing was like such a like i'll be frank it was a shit job you know we had it how is that 38 did you kind of like I'm intrigued by how you kind of let the ego go a little bit. Cause at 38, you feel established, even if it's not in your career, you feel established a person as a person. So, you know, when someone's telling you to go clean the bathrooms or to, you know, whatever those apprentice jobs are like, like how yeah. do you take the ego away a little bit?
2: Okay. I love that question. It's really good. You know what? I saw two of my friends do it. And I thought if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And I had also, this is just so weird. I have so many pivots in what I did in my career. I was actually in the ministry working with high school students for eight years. And so there is a part of that that you just learn to humble yourself and learn. Um, you have to make yourself do it, but I will tell you, you know, I'm also a Jersey girl. So I have a little grit there, you know, and I was raised by a single dad. So, I mean, if you could oh, wow. just kind of capture that. Right. And so there was times I remember because the, the mentor that I had was not easy. And I remember I said, I had to prepare myself. And I think it took me four years to learn him and learn how he functioned to understand how to humble myself in that position, right? So I'm like, if she could do it and she can do it, and I've watched him for four years, I know how to do it. But And I remember having this discussion with him before I did it, and I said, listen, um, I'm going to do this, but I know that you're going to say something and I'm going to cry one day. And he said, no, 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 it won't happen. I'll be good, right? (laughs) And it did. It happened one day, and I confronted him, and it never happened again. because I knew it was coming. Right. Like I knew, um, and it wasn't his intent. It's just who he was. Right. And the generation, like you said, like the apprenticeships, like you, you you're like, you know, on the bottom. Right. But I just took, I, but I was also in a desperate situation. Um, my husband and I were in the ministry for eight years. It got taken out from under us. We had a baby. We just brought a house. We were in a desperate place. We hit the ocean floor financially. And so I like you have to, there's pressure or, you know, sometimes you just have to do it right if you want to make it. So it's like, do I continue all these calls that are coming to, you know, say you owe us or do I just humble myself and go, I can really move myself forward if I can just do that. And so that's what I chose to do.
0: Good for you, oh, wow. dude. I mean, like, I, you know, I wish, I wish claps work because it, <laughs> that's amazing, dude. It, it's the hardest thing in the world to do. I mean, even at, I remember even at 22, 23, in my apprenticeship, like it was just, it was hard. It was probably hard for different reasons, right? Because your ego was like so inflated at that point, but yeah, but, yeah, I just, I can't, I, I applaud you. And like, I, I have just mad respect for that. Like,
2: thanks. Just, seriously. But you know, here's the other thing too, like at 38, because I knew I was so behind. You think about people that start in this hair business at 18, some earlier now, because they have um, things in high school, right? They've got programs in high school. I Every
0: 16-year-old has a wolf cut.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, but but here, here's where the ego helped me, because I felt behind. And I also came from an industry where I had made it, in a sense, right? Like I was at the top, and then now you're at the very bottom. You go, I don't like being here. I don't like feeling afraid behind the chair. So I got, I became like a heat seeking missile. Like I've got to do what I need to do to feel secure. Because one day my mentor, um, he said, here's this hair. And he's like, all right, I want you to formulate this in 35 seconds. And I remember, you know, and he did it because I'm an overthinker, right? So his idea was like, let's help her just think fast. And I'm like, that's not going to work, number one. And number two, I went, I had no idea where to start. That's what I'm thinking in my head. And I go, if I do not fix this, I will be a slave to somebody my entire career because I saw it. I saw it at the front desk. I saw people in this business 20-something years not being able to formulate a new client because they allowed someone else to direct them the entire time. And I thought, so, you know, it's good that you watch the industry for a while and you go, this is what I think is good. This is what I don't want to be. You know what I mean? And then you just kind of make movements from there. That's,
1: I mean, to me, that's that's. that's- a lot of people do get content and just kind of like spend 20 years behind a chair, just going through the motion. And, mm-hmm. uh, you, you, you just, you grab the bull by the horns and you're like, you know, I'm going to create my own destiny. I'm gonna create my own path. And I, again, yeah. you know, kudos.
2: Well, cause I saw some people that were in that business for 27 years, really needing to leave the culture, but too afraid that they couldn't do it on their own. Right. And so when you watch that, you go, I don't want that. That is like, Mm -hmm. like, that would be bad news for me, a Jersey girl raised by a single dad. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, no way. And so um, I did what I could at that time to really find it. And this is where what I do now kind of opened because I went, why is this so hard to find the information that I need so that I can understand it outside of this little book that only tells me this much, right? Right. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Somebody's going to give me a master's cosmetology degree, but I can't find the information to help me become a master. Like, this is so silly, right? So it's just kind of like all those little pieces and, you know, that just kind of drive you. I think sometimes they could either stop you or drive you. And I was just driven. I don't know if it was pride, right? So, yes, you can humble yourself, but I also have pride, right? Um."
0: I think, I I think a cross. lot of it, I mean, I think through that too, you found purpose. Like that's it. Yeah. the word that kept coming up was purpose, purpose, purpose. I mean, whether that purpose was being, you know, completely broke and kind of lost your identity, um, you know, away from your ministry. And then, you know, your purpose was to like, okay, I got to get out of this or this situation. And then through that growth, you're like, wait a sec, there's a hole here. There's not enough information for the everyday hairdresser. So let me create this.
2: Yeah. And the people that I was around at the time, because of who they were to me, um, they were such a supportive environment and they answered every question. I would sit and watch them for hours and ask question after question. They weren't always able to answer me, but they were gracious enough to want to, right? And so again, then at that time I went, I want to learn this, but I want to help other people learn it too, because of what they did for me. I remember saying that time and time again, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Man, they didn't have to do that. They could have been like, yeah, good luck, sister. <laughs> right. But they didn't.
0: Right. I think the industry's changed in that way. I mean, that's certainly what 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 we've what we've noticed. And what a couple of things that we've noticed, and if you're listening and trying to like work your way through the career, you know, he, he, let me give you some wise ears here, or have wise ears here, is that everybody that's made it are usually pretty laid back and cool. It's the people that are like that are I don't know what the right word is, but not as nice as the people that are on top are those that are fighting to get on top. And, and I also believe that if you're if you have this like fighting mentality, not 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 being like competitive, you're allowed to be competitive. But if you're being ugly about it, I don't think that, I don't think there's space
1: for you on top. Yeah, you yeah, can never put
2: that much, right?
1: Yeah, you can never put someone else down to try to lift yourself up. No. It doesn't work. And like we said, the industry is so
0: small when it comes to that bit that, that, that you'll be called out or you'll be, you'll be found out, I should say.
1: Or you'll be in, in a room all by yourself.
2: That, that's exactly what I was going to say, because I've seen that. Yeah. Like people, you know, and I think that, you know, I don't think people are just like flat out malicious. I think that they have their purpose and sometimes they take it and use it in maybe not the best way. Like, I want to help the industry. So I'm going to put you down and you're doing it wrong and you're doing it wrong so that it would look like I'm doing it right. Or so people think that, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, eh, just put good stuff, right? Just do good stuff.
0: I think that, I think too, though, that we're in a different world because I've never, in, in my 30 years of doing hair, I've never seen outside of your salon, in salon is different, but outside of the salon, I've never seen so much like stylist to stylist handholding. And I mean, that is a compliment. You know, what's happened, I think, is that before and they did a great job doing this but you were either in like camp l'oreal or you're in camp aveda you're in a camp you know the industry or the brands in the industry did what they were supposed to do and that was to create loyalty and to create brands of themselves right but now we're seeing through that but in in that it wasn't like oh i'm camp l'oreal let me hug my aveda brother you know it became like this like weird thing and i think hairdressers and particularly with the pandemic and with social media i think that a lot of that has um has I don't it definitely hasn't gone away, but 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 it's a little more transparent now. You know, it just took us a while to get here.
2: No, I think that's a good point that you said that because I remember going to a training because I, I I did work for a brand. Um and there's like you know an umbrella right of different brands within that big brand. And I remember going to a training where they had all of us and you could see immediately, I didn't know because I was a baby, right? I had no idea everybody had a camp. <laughs> and so Not I'm walking yet. in and I'm like, why is everybody over there? Like why are we not like, I I just didn't understand, right? Like why so-and-so over there and over there and over there. But they, they kind of had us come up and started to integrate us like you guys, right? Like we're all family here. We're all trying to do the same thing, get to the same place. So it was just cool to be in that environment, but also be somebody that didn't know there was supposed to be a camp you know
1: right but uh, well, you became friends with everybody probably then
2: i did i was because like, i didn't even know whose camp was what right now <laughs> I, know. I know you know if you're like this you're probably in this camp if you act like this you're probably in this camp you know that kind of thing there's culture right, right? right. you know
1: yeah i always looked at it like you know like for me to go to work there's a million different ways i can take and none of them is is better than the other you know some of them might be faster than others right but Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but it it all depends on who you are do you want to go fast Do you want to do a scenic route it's it's okay you know what i mean we all can get there on different routes but we're still going to the same place right
2: yeah no i think that's so good and you know there is culture it's not bad that there's cultures right in the brands it's not bad it's just, um, cause everybody has a different place, right. That they feel the most comfortable and that's fine. Right. But, but I think now that not more non-branded education's out there that people are integrating a little bit more because they realize that, Hey, we're all on the same home team here. Um, yeah. we have different, you know, fan yeah. clubs, I guess, like to sit in. So.
0: Do you get, um, do you get a lot of DMS and stuff asking you questions? I imagine your DM box is filled. Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, yes for sure. Um, I think less now because um, because they know that there's education involved, right? And I don't mind answering questions. Uh, this is kind of where I think I struggle because I want to give so much, but I also am not okay putting band-aids on things. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm going to yeah. answer you now to get you through this moment, but you're not going to push through to take the class so you can get around these moments all the time. And so I would rather... Pull you into a class so that you can answer all of your questions because you've got that real strong foundation. So I don't like giving band-aids. It's not because I don't want to give, but because I think long-term it's a bad way to go.
0: What what's your so what's your business That's model? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Right. What's your business model? Like, you, do you have? A, are you doing classes or doing like like yeah, just kind of yeah, off so, the table.
2: okay. So so we have um, a course that we do, and we call it. It's it's basically the foundations of color course and so there's three classes involved the first one gives you a solid foundation in color theory and a little bit of chemical theory so it's all about how do I control the deposit and so we don't just do color theory in hair color we do color theory across the board I don't care what industry you're working in color does what color does so you got to learn that but then you also have to learn your medium you're working with a chemical you're not working with paint or play-doh right so we do it both ways We love doing paint because it gives you a practical visual of what could happen. But now I have to learn the chemical theory so I can understand how that would be adjusted. Right. So we we do that in that first class. Second class is the chemistry. Like, how do I control the lift? So, and if you think about it, it's all, it's all about how do we get you strong in your, in your formulation, because it's all about lift and deposit. Right. And so within that, we also talk about the fiber that we work on. So they understand Obviously, I have to understand how to lift. I have to understand how to deposit, control both. But I also have to understand I'm working on a fiber. So I need to know that too. And then the final class is how do I take all that information from both classes and put it together in a formulation process? Something that's like an anchor for you. So every time you're in behind the chair, I don't care, if you're in color correction or if you're toning or if you're filling, it's like this is the process I walk through So that when you're like, oh my God, I just go, okay, where am I in the process? Plug it in. I know the thinking and the variables that go along with this. That comes from those classes, right? Mm -hmm. Because I can give you a a formulation process, but if you don't know, right? Okay, this is how color is actually created. So if I do it this way, this is going to happen. So it gives you all that stuff so that when you walk through, you feel really secure. So we do the the course, but we also have two pre-recorded videos are the real basic but it's almost like if you aren't sure of who we are and how we teach do, do these classes it'll dip your toe in and you'll get a vibe of do i like do i even like this kind of education
0: so you're saying dip your toes into the online classes you, that you offer
2: yes and just to give you something right like if you're like i'm not ready to do a four-hour live class i'm a little intimidated these classes they're 90 days you got a little quiz you could take them at your time you know you're in In your time, and so it just gives you a little bit of a kick start, and you could sit on these classes they're called basic, but it talks about p h talks about where it comes from, how to use it, the why behind it um, so they call them basic, but they're my basics right they're not right, necessarily right. The green basics if that makes sense and so you know, I have people who message me about those classes like i've been in this business twenty years, thirty years i've never learned it that way. this is so eye opening and so I'm like for me, I'm like that's good if that's all you want and that gives you something to move you forward. I'm good with that, right? Um, and then I have some people that I am mentoring as well. So they're learning how to they're learning the information. So they call it content and context, right? Like we all know in facilitation, it's not just about the material. It's like how do you how do you present that material so that they can learn? So I'm mentoring some of them and how to do both. Right? Here's this capture all that information but here's how we pull everybody in this is how we help them that kind of thing so and it's been all over the world it's been crazy that's so cool yes that's why i i I love in salon but i i love in salon right because that energy is just can't beat it but i also love the reach of virtual and how much we can do virtually is phenomenal like um I have a friend Valerio. He's in Italy right now, um, so he took some of these classes, and now his education out in Italy is just growing. And it, you know, like,
1: is there an area when you do doing the online classes to communicate, to to ask questions, and to to get feedback or to?
2: Yeah, it's all live, so we're all in it together for a good four hours, so it's back and forth, and we keep them small enough, so we can have that conversation, again, like, we're not into the band-aid, so I'm not going to have a class of 50 people, because I can't make sure you're okay, Uh right, I can't follow up, so after they do that, they join a private Facebook group, so they can ask their questions, Um, and it's different, so it's different than a membership, because I'm not, I don't want to show up every month, you know, in that way, I want you to have the access to me, or access to the educator so if you do have a question and you do run into a problem we got our eye on it we're like what you need i got you or hey when we talked about that in class i got confused right
0: it's so amazing that so you know after you do the class it's not just the class that and i'll put paid for it's not just the class that you pay for but you also paid for like you know, like, like support. But again, it's not like, like she was saying, it's not like formula support, but it's more, it's the support that you really need. It's not the bandaid. It's like, oh, you're stuck on this. Cause you're not understanding X, Y, Z. So here, let me re-explain X, Y, Z. So you're never stuck on this again. This w- w- What's the old uh, saying about a uh, teacher man to fish. This is like, so like teacher man to fish.
2: That's it. And I post that all the time and I'm serious about it. Right. You know, and I think some the only thing I we're working on this, I think people get a little nervous to ask questions because you don't want to look stupid. Sure. Right. But then I have someone who took the classes way early on. She just hopped in and she's like, Why is this green? How can I fix this? So I know here's what makes me feel good. You can be silent for months, but when you finally run into a problem, you know where to go.
1: Right. right?
2: And so that's what I want them to feel like. Okay. You know where to go to get help and guidance. Um, and it's not brand specific. So we have people in all different brands. And um, I think that's really cool too.
0: Do you? Um, like so much of like, like, first off, let's have this conversation right now that anything that's inside of a color tube is not proprietary, you know, like, like nobody owns that, that that's just how that company decided to mix that color, but none of it's proprietary. So, so, but how do you like uh like a gold, that was a terrible example, like a Redkin gold or an Aveda gold, or, or, or they're all kind of like a little bit different. So how do you kind of like formulate it? with the brands in mind, but not being brand specific. Do you know what I'm saying? Like no, a, six, a 6N is not universal.
2: No, no. And we talk about that all the time. So we, this is why we teach color theory. Because if I can teach you color theory, you understand the difference between a pure gold, a muted gold, a blended gold. And so when you swatch out that tube, you're looking for what is in that tube of color. And if I know where that tube is, I can map it on the wheel. And I can map where the hair is on the wheel and I can know where I want to take that hair, where I want that to move that hair. And if I know those both, I know what to put in the tube or what not to put in the tube to get me where I need to go. So it's like, if I can get them to visualize it on the, on the wheel, or you guys are going to love this, the color sphere, <sighs> right?
0: Oh, that's cool.
2: This is awesome. I, I I'll, I'll to share a little bit about um, how I came across this in a little bit, but, um, But if I can map it mentally or visually or however you like to do it, then I can use color theory because I know color theory and I also know chemical theory. Right. And so, and I know how to see what's in the tube.
0: That's amazing to me.
2: And I learned, I learned how to swatch out from one of my mentors. Right. The only thing was hard for me is I learned how to swatch out from that person, but I didn't know, learn how to read it. And I didn't learn how it fit into color theory. So I had to go find that out. Right. Like I think all of our mentors help us, they give us pieces, right? Of the puzzle. And then we have to decide how far, how far are we going to take it? Are we just going to take it here? Are we going to go deeper to really learn it so we can move ourselves forward and move other people forward? So I like in what I do, like there are so many people that have given me so much along the way. And it's not all in the industry. Some of it's out of the industry. I kind of like going out of the industry because I'm like the fact that our industry does it talk about this in the beginning? It was so maddening. I'm like right. Why, right? like why does graphic design know about this? why like we're all working color theory, so why do we not know about this right and so I think it what goes
0: I- back I think it goes back to, I think it goes back to because our industry was dominated by the brands for so long, mm-hmm. you know, like our entire careers it was dominated by the brands, so now you have to have a brand that's going to commit to that, but instead they all committed to you know like the the, the normal like the the normal graph pie right
1: are 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 the brands um do you do you know the the underlining bases of of all the colors are they are they
0: transparent Oh, you mean when they advertise on like what base are they? Some of them do. Like I know Schwartzkopf for years. Like mm-hmm. they were like, we're on a green base, and it looks like it. Um, you know, like I call it
2: the hairdresser's neutral. When you see that greeny tone, like that's
0: the hairdresser's neutral. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's is neutral, exactly. Yes, I mean sometimes they do, but sometimes they don't. But like like Julie was saying, I think correct me if I'm wrong, but what she does is she takes her she takes whatever brand she's working with it and she swatches it out so she can so she can see it, and she's not relying on on the the brand's input. I
2: take both. both, Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, because I think all of it's a piece of the puzzle. So some brands will write it out. Some brands will put it on a wheel. Some brands will show you a picture. So I'll take that information plus how I know how to look for it. Right. And you put that information together and you go, okay, this is what I'm starting with. So I know Goldwell starts here uh, in their neutral. Cause to me, the neutral is like the, the, Oh, gosh, your North Pole, right? Yeah. If I know where your neutral is, I can can guess where the rest of your line is, right? So it's like finding those starting points. And so we'll teach people, okay, first thing you're going to do is look for that neutral. Do you have a hairdresser's neutral or is it truly natural? I don't care what it says on the box. It doesn't matter because you have some of them labeled neutral, but they're really a natural. And I'm not mad about it. I'm like, don't. Okay, hold on, hold on,
0: hold on. I'm going to slow you down. Okay. Yeah. educate me what's the difference between a neutral and a natural because i think so many times they're used mm. they're used um um what word am i looking for as each other <laughs> yeah, they're interchangeable yeah yeah
2: oh, like i wish i had my color wheel right now um so you have a color thinking,
0: sphere yeah. i know
2: <laughs> i gotta open it up and take it apart so you can see um no, no, don't so want i want think about the color wheel right yeah. inside is neutral meaning flat it's not warm and it's not cool It's flat, right? So that's where that hairdresser's neutral lies when you see that greeny undertone. That's really kind of our hairdressers industry saying it's in the middle. If you have a natural brown, natural hair color is this natural brown. There's a little bit of warmth in it. So it is not, it cannot be center. Center is not warm, not cool, right? And so if you have something that's a, a natural brown, it's slightly outside of center on the warm side it could either be like in the golden side or like a golden copper it depends on what kind of brown you have you'll see it with your eye right it's learning how to identify the color you see so if i have a color line that starts in a natural position i'm starting in a warmer place i need to know that it's not bad it's not good or bad it's just i just it need just to know is. it just I is just, it, and it's fine because i if i know my color theory i can formulate right
0: Right. But
2: if I'm starting with a neutral, I I know I'm not starting in as warm of a place, not good or bad. I just need to know because then I'm going to formulate differently. Right. So if I'm going to do a shadow root with a natural versus a neutral, they're going to come out differently. Well, heck yeah. Right. So yeah, I need yeah. to, like, if I want it cooler, I know I have to add more cool to this natural. If they don't have a neutral, I got to add more cool if I want it flatter. With the neutral, I won't have to add as much. It's like, it's like, you got to know color theory. So you got to know where your color is sitting and you have to know how to, how color moves, how we mix it to get it to a different place. So that's why it's so important to know these things. Again, like I don't bash a brand. I'm like, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is, you know, what you have.
1: Right. That's, that, that, that's so key. And that's so smart, you know? Right. And and that way you, you get rid of the finger pointing and you take care of it yourself exactly <laughs> exactly
0: yeah all of it's a sudden you're the professional in the room right <laughs>
2: but people will say what's your favorite brand and i'm like what does it matter like, if right if i do a lot the one of what i'm red- working
0: with is my favorite
2: yeah yeah you know like or if i do a lot of redheads and you do a lot of naturals our favorite is going to be different because some brands have prettier reds and some have prettier cools like you just have to go what am i gonna do the most what am I looking for? Do I like the culture? Culture is important. Do I get support from the brand? Um, what's the price point? There's so many things to so many factors in why you would like a, a brand specific. And so I'm like, I can't tell you that. What yeah. do you like?
0: Right. Do you no, do? I, 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 can I bring up Jack Martin for a minute? Because um, yeah. we talked a little bit of pre talk, but I love what Jack's doing because. And I don't know what his, I have no idea what his dispensary looks like. Right. Let's be clear. But, but yeah, Jack yeah. has Jack Martin. He, and, and for those that don't know, Jack Martin's, the guy that's bringing all the, all the movie stars back to like natural grays, but it's not just movie stars. You know, if you look at his post, he brings a lot of people back to like, you know, their natural gray look um, and but he's using every brand in the you know like possible. He's like, this is the brand that's going to work for this situation, so this is why I'm going to use it. You know, and yeah. I I love that. I I love that Andy gives out formulas, which I also love. Like this is it. You know, so um, so I think that that's that's pretty cool. And and moving forward, like you were saying, it depends on whether you do reds or neutrals or whatever. Well, why can't we? Especially if you're like a sweet owner or something, why can't you just have what 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 neutral you like from what brand or something? You know what I'm kind of you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And again, nothing's <laughs> yeah. proprietary in the tube, so it's like they're going to mix together, even if you have to add a little bit of uh, X to X or X yeah.
2: to Y. Yeah, I'm careful too, though, because okay, so uh, you know, I am so lucky to have some cos- cosmetic chemists that have reached out. I will tell you, really interestingly enough, when I started posting what I post, I had um. A a cosmetic chemist reached out to me from a major brand. She said, I love what you're doing. And I was like, okay, we're like, okay, this is good, you know? Um, But they do know the way things are formulated. And so, like, when they tell you, I know this is people are going to hate that I say this, but I'm going to tell you, like, use this developer, the brand's developer with the brand. And so, and it's not because developer, you know, yes, oxygen is oxygen, but. They specifically formulate it for viscosity and the way that it, like, it's not just about the oxygen. It's about how it is applied. It's like you, if you mix it with the, this developer and it's drippier and it drips into your client's eyes, right? Like you're screwed because you use the wrong developer. So, you know, have I used a different developer before? Yeah. But it also can adjust your, your, your color. So I am a fan of using different brands. I'm not a fan of intermixing. intermixing. If, if that yeah. Yeah. Hey, simply because of those things
0: right right no that makes that makes sense i mean i don't know if i'm gonna jump into it but that makes sense no, somebody, and, you
2: know and i will tell you this i don't like force my opinion on somebody else right yeah, like, yeah. And, and i don't shame somebody because right like like there are people that mix five different colors in one bowl right now i'm gonna tell you what happens so you understand What's going to happen? You're not going to get the color you think you're getting, right? We mix it in our minds as though we're mixing paint. So, this is where you have to understand how paint and chemicals are different because of the way that they connect and the chemistry of how they actually form. You're not going to get what you think. But I'm not going to shame somebody for the fact that they do it. I'm just going to say, here's what happens. Do with it, with that information, as you will. It's your chair. You work the way you're comfortable, right? But as somebody knows what happens, I want to make sure you know, and then take it for what it is, right? And then do your thing.
0: That's so cool. Yeah, I you mean, know. that's that's. I mean, isn't that what we want? though. I and mean, that's like just treating adults like adults, you know?
2: Yeah, like <laughs> so, make your choices, right? Like, but I'm not going to shame you for your choices. No, right? But if it, if, but if it comes from a place of fear, and if it comes from a place of insecurity, then hey, let us help you with that, and then still do
0: what you want. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, a little bit earlier, you brought up pH and, and we talked a little bit, about, you know, right before we went on about, about pH and like, and you did a post about it and I go, God, that's so, that's so brilliant. But like, you know, it, it's, it, it, it's interesting. Well, listen, I'm, I'll put it all on me, you know, like 30 years ago, you learn pH and stuff and like, okay, we know this is this. And we know this is this, but, but, but how does it really like break down for what we need to know? You mean it like, yeah, like, yeah we yeah. learn pH and that's awesome. But, but, but why do I need to know that as a colors?
2: Oh man, this is one of the first things that we talk about in our chemistry class. And I have, you know, I fought resistance with this. Cause you know, you start teaching this stuff with maybe educators that have been around for a long that time that don't, and then it like challenges them because maybe they didn't know it. And so they'll start saying, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So I had to, this is where my grit came in because I was like, no, it matters and here's why, like I think about pH as we have to get inside the fiber to touch that melanin, to change it, right? pH is one of the tools that we have to swell the hair, right? And if I understand how pH works, I know it's all about that balance of positive and negative charge. The more alkaline I go, the more negative charge I'm adding to the hair. The more acidic I go, the more positive charge. And if you know Like hair is slightly naturally negative, right? What does same charge do to same charge? Opposites attract, same charge, same charge, they repel. So if I know I add negative charge, it's going to repel, meaning I'm going to get a little swell. The more I add, the more swell I'm going to get. So the more color change I want, the more swell I need. So it's like, if I know where my product sits, I have control on how much I'm swelling the hair, how much color change I can get. It also gives me control. If I have an acidic or an alkaline demi in my hands and I know the pH, I don't care what the box says. I know what it's gonna do to the hair. That alkaline is gonna give me a little base shift because that pH is just a little higher. I'm gonna swell that hair a little bit more. So it's like understanding the chemistry gives you the why. So you go, ah, this is what I'm doing to the hair ah this is why this happened or why this didn't happen so it's like a control lever but not not like open close like doors right but i understand how much i'm i'm swelling i don't
0: so know this,
2: does that answer your question
0: i mean i guess a little bit i mean i'm just i, I, I you know like if you're using like a, a a a demi you know like which is which is I, I, I assume is more on the acidic side of it, and using it as a deposit only, like.
2: Well, see, there you go. Yeah,
0: walk me through that.
2: No, because um, like an acidic demi generally lives six to seven, so it's higher hair lives at four and a half to five and a half. Anytime right. I go higher than the hair, I'm going to swell it, right? And so the more I swell it, it's not going to just be deposit only, right? If I hit a certain place on that pH, that means I'm going to get base shift. So, if I know this demi is at this place on the pH scale, I know base shift is possible.
0: Okay, if I, I don't, okay, can I challenge you a little bit? Yeah, okay. So, water sits at like seven point five, but we're not getting base shift with water.
2: Yeah, but you don't have peroxide there. You don't have alkalinity there. You so, just so, have water.
0: So, the pH is just creating a situation that can be worked on, and then the other chemicals are coming in and saying, "Okay, this is what we can do at this at this level." Or yeah, the, it's like not p not level but ph level
2: yeah like it's prepping the hair so you can get as deep as you need to go so the more color change you want the more swell you need so you can get way in there so ph is prepping and setting you up for the peroxide and the alkalizer to meet and create that lift right so water yes if i have water water by itself is going to swell the hair it's going to open up those, you know, uh, hydrogen bonds and salt bonds, it's going to swell the hair. Uh, One of my mentors said about 17%, right? So now if I got an alkaline DEMI, it's higher than that. It's about an eight and a half, nine, depending on your brand. So I know if I hit that point, I'm going to have a possibility of base shift depending on what volume of developer I put in there right? How much oxygen. So if I give it more oxygen, I'm going to get more lift. If I give it baby oxygen, I'm not going to get as much visual shift. So it's understanding that if I can understand that, I know what I'm about to do to this hair. If I don't understand that, then I'm guessing, I think, or so-and-so told me, or this is what happened last time, but you don't know why. So let's say you have an alkaline demo and you have 10 volume, you saw so a little base shift. But if I know how this works, then I know, Let me just get to my five volume. Let me make sure it's on damp hair because you're working the chemistry. Mm. Mm. I know how to do it.
0: Right. I like that. And what about, what about like a product? What about like a product that doesn't have a, a labeled volume, i.e. Shades EQ.
2: Then, okay, I actually asked about this, which is great that you have access. I have access to cosmetic chemist, but it's just a little bit lower than five volume, but you got to have some oxygen, right? It's a developer. Can
0: I just roll on it? Can I go? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, you know, not the same kind of oxygen, but yeah. No, so it's it's got some. So uh, gosh, I don't remember what they said, but it's obviously lower than five. So I just, if I know what a five is going to do, I know this is just a little bit less than a five.
1: I like that man. We're blowing it pre-COVID, maybe.
2: Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> you
0: not get like a week that off
1: thing. of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: well, we talk about that too because, like, listen. Any, I, we know every time in these classes that we are in, when we hit certain subjects, we know we're we're about to hit that like glaze over, like overwhelm. And one of them is an alkalizer because we know alkalizer, we just don't know what it does and why it's there. And so people get like you know when you the first time you get into a car to drive how overwhelmed you are.
0: Yeah,
2: it's that same feeling, and so it takes a few times for people to swallow that information, and to really process it. So I'm telling you, we know, and every time we're about to hit that, we prep the environment. We prep like we play in Rocky. We're like you know, all right, guys. Trenches, right? it's about yeah. to get real in here yeah 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 <laughs> but then it's like okay i'm like okay we're about to go into the chemistry trenches but we're gonna keep it as simple as possible but if we go in and you're like coming out going oh my god i'm wounded like i'm gonna give you an anchor statement so no matter what just remember this statement if nothing else makes sense here's your anchor statement right so oh my
0: god. um yeah that's so cool that's so cool to me um okay can we uh i'm I'm sorry i'm all over this no i go so it. many yeah. questions <laughs> he, he, he's a colorist so i just i totally get it oh well yeah there you
2: go yeah. well, yesterday
0: we had a whole conversation about shears so uh, you know he was all about that right <laughs> oh. <laughs> so um and i think i think i'm pretty sure you and simone talked about this so if you listen to Simone, i'm sorry just you know her podcast i'm sure you listen to her podcast but it'll be boring but but can we talk about underlying pigment and what you guys talked about was that you know how we learn underlying pigment is is you know if you start at a level seven which a gold orange whatever whatever that is and you move up you get you know uh, uh more to the yellow and, and that and then right. if you go south you go through red and violet and all that but we never get to violet i don't know you if you if you lift a level two you never end up with violet you end up at like some like you know mutate red tone. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: so it's interesting because I had this I, I pass everything that I do through my husband who is not a hairdresser.
0: Right? What's he do and by so, the way? he's an he, artist, um, he doesn't count. He's what? If he if he if he's an artist, he doesn't count.
2: No. Um he is an insurance. He is an Aflac uh Aflac. agent, but he's, yeah, Aflac. So he's been doing that for gosh, long time. But um, he's very analytical, right? So if I can get this to him, who's a non-hairdresser, I'm like, okay, we're good, you know? Right. Um, but we were—I sh- was showing him this is what happens to hair as it lightens, and I was showing him the underlying pigment chart, and he goes, "So basically, after this point, until you get to this point, it's useless." And I was like, "Yes, yes." Our underlying pigment charts are like a guide, but they don't tell the whole story because if you think about it hair starts from a dark black or brown position, right? And as we lighten it, it gets to a warmer brown. And if you're in the deeper levels, you have a warmer red brown. If you're in like six or seven, you're going to have like a golden brown, right? It just depends on the person and and their balance of pigments in their hair. And so it's almost like we, in order to get to those vibrant places that our underlying pigment chart shows, you got to go through those muted brown places before it even gets there and then goes higher. And so I just made a post recently that shows you, this is how hair lightens, but it's with lightener. So if you think about it, lightener is more, um, I just use the word aggressive, but it's stronger. It's got two things that are breaking the hair down, but hair color only has one. And so hair color is not even going to break it down as strong, but you can see it. When
0: you're talking about hair color, you're talking about hair color in the tube, not on the head.
2: On the the head. So um, permanent color, when you mix it with, Peroxide, right, or hydrogen peroxide, it has oxygen that's breaking the hair down. So one piece. But if I mix it with lightener that has oxygen plus a persulfate salt, now I got a combination. I got a booster here, right? So now it's like two things working together. So you're going to get a much more aggressive lift than you do with hair color. So I'm showing you, let me take this hair. And every 10 minutes, I'm going to let it sit for 10 minutes and I'm going to wash one off. And then the second one's on there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 40 minutes. So you can visually see what is happening to this melanin as it breaks down so you can see the stages of lift. It is not what you're going to see on the underlying pigment charge. So, and that's the part that I'm like, Man, if we could help people understand what it actually goes through. So when they're formulating and they're lifting someone with hair, permanent hair color, they don't think, oh, I'm going to see this vibrant gold, right? Right. Because I use 20 volume. No, you're going to see a brown gold, right? So we don't even know what it really looks like. And we're over here formulating for it. So I just wish at some point um, people keep saying you should make it. And I'm like, "Ah, one day, you know, (laughs) you know, but I have a visual of what it could be. And it, it's just, it's not what those charts, but they are important to have. You got to have some kind of help, right. Or baseline to, to get it's totally idea an
0: understanding of, it. of, 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 of what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: You know what? Because it gives you freedom. It gives you mental freedom. Um, so if I put this, you know, a level seven on a level five or six, I'm not freaking out that it's going to be this vibrant gold that I see from this underlying pigment chart. I'm more at peace. Cause I'm like, it's fine. It's just going to be this or this. I can mm-hmm. mentally picture it. Right. We're so visual. So I need a mental picture. If you give me this mental picture, I'm going to freak out.
0: That's so cool. But by the way, I'm going to um say like everyone else says, yeah, you should create that. Right. <laughs> You've got the vision. You should create it, man. You know? Yeah yeah I gotta you. do
2: a, a little more research. I gotta like it's like if anyone out there has natural hair, this is the other thing that is huge. Anybody that cuts hair off and it's natural, I hope you are holding on to that and you're saving it and you're doing formulations with it and you I see people cut all this hair all the time I, I remember met, reaching out to Jacob one time I was like, oh my God, it's like liquid gold on the floor you know <laughs>
0: that's so funny
2: David. I mean, what better way to practice on real hair than to actually have real natural hair, right?
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that too, because Tony has a, uh, he has a bunch of like, you even have like a lot of young dudes that are cutting all their hair off now. So, I mean, that's, there's all natural, no, no, no hair color. No, nothing, color. right?
2: No, it's probably nothing. pretty darn healthy. They don't do like, you know, they're not blowing it dry and creating all this damage, right?
0: No, Man. They, just, they just put it in a mullet and put a ball cap on.
2: Yeah, I've had people um, send it to me in the mail like an old neighbor of mine came
0: by
2: and filled like a mail box. Yeah, like <laughs> but my I learned that from my first mentor and I I don't you know, he is back in the Claire all days. I think they you know, had different ways of doing certain things, but it was genius.
0: Hey Joy, have you done a post about how to how to um swatch? Like how to like yeah. tape up the hair and how to use it?
2: Yes, I actually um someone asked me. I think it I don't remember who it was, but Um, she asked me how do you actually like make sure it doesn't come apart so I I made a little video and posted it and I told Simone about it she's so I reposted it for Simone so I'll have to pull it up again from the vault but yeah I just I just rubber band them Um, it takes a hot minute my hands hurt after a while if I'm doing a lot but it's worth it (laughs) that's so worth it
0: that's and and like like I remember, and I haven't swatched in years, but I, I I remember like swatching and like one of your swatch would be thicker or thinner. So then if you start doing lift and stuff, now that that matters, right? Like like you know, I'd love to see a post about how to like to keep it more consistent. You know, if we're, if we're, if we're doing it, we're doing it as an experiment, right. Of, of yes. like. So like yes. you, need, you need that, you need that consistency there. And I'm not going to go in and count the hairs because that seems like just too, too different. No, 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 but
2: I, I will, I, I actually do that. I'm very cautious about how consistent they are, but I, I, I watch it like visually. We're just such visual people. And I can tell yeah. you can tell. Um, and, and here's something else that's interesting too. If you have hair that was cut from the back of the head versus the front of the head, and you're using both of them and you're doing the same formulation, you're going to get something different, right? Cause you've got different textures going on, which is also a learn. So there's just so many ways to learn, um, from working with that hair. It's, it's pretty, pretty awesome.
0: That's pretty cool. Hey, um, what are your thoughts on, uh, bonders?
2: Um, I think they're great to buffer the damage that we do. Um, and I will tell you this, I'm very cautious in how I talk about it. I don't think they're bad to use. I think you should use it. If you have an opportunity to keep the hair healthy, than then you would have without them. I think I say, totally go do it. But you know, I would reach out to the cosmetic chemist and be like, okay, give me the real answers of what's happening here. And so, They would just tell me the science and I would go, okay, so that's not like, if this is happening, that's not possible to do this. So, but what's the good thing? And they say, the good thing is that you can probably buffer some of the damage. And I was like, okay, well, I'll take it. I'll take it. Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Like if I
2: could do that, like do no harm. Of course I'm going to do no harm, right. As much, no harm as possible. But the reality is you have to break bonds to create chemical change. It is a byproduct of what we do. It's just being cautious on how much you're breaking, right? How strong is your formula? I always start with that. I always say, do the, the, um, the gentlest formula you can to get the job done, right? We right. have a job, right. but then you also have to, as a professional, decide, is this too strong to get the job done? And long-term, she's, her hair's going to suffer, but that's between you and the client. I've mm-hmm. had clients that have said to me, I will tell them flat out, here's what's going to happen long-term. And they're like, I don't care. And I'm like, well, I care,
0: you know? Right, right.
2: Um, you don't so care you now. Actually, yeah, yeah, you don't care now. But but you know what happened? She said she didn't care. And then I saw someone in the salon who just got her hair done and it was frizzle fried. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah. I showed her,
2: I said, so I, she had it in her head. And I said, but well, that's what's going to happen. She goes, oh, no. And I went, there you go.
0: There you go. i i I hate when you go to blow dry the hair and now you're sitting in like a cloud of like a a (laughs) snap again but oh shit maybe i went a little bit i should have taken julie's class (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do do you knowing what you know about bonders and i'm not looking for a brand but but is the is it is there bonders come in one of two ways it's either like a a pre-mix or it's a post-mix you know um, yeah. w- with the bonders do you have a preference as whether you use a pre-mixed bonder or a post mon bond- a post bonder
2: no not necessarily um i don't i think use whatever you're comfortable with and again it's also the culture and the branding it's the same thing that with hair color and how, why we choose what we choose right there's right. culture there's all kinds of factors that are involved. So I think use what you want. Not all bonders are created to work on the same bonds. Does that make sense?
0: <laughs> here here we go with marketing again.
2: <laughs> so, and I think, again, that's why understanding what bonds are and how they break, right? Gives you the why and what you even choose. So when we talk about the fiber, we talk about what the bonds are and which ones break and what breaks what and then what happens right. when they break. And so now I can choose because I've got knowledge, right? And what I'm going to use. And so I know a three and they're all formulated slightly different to work on a different part of the hair.
0: Right. So use them all together. Yeah. Then you have all the like, yeah. you, have, Triple you, have the, you have the <laughs> Avengers version of a bonder.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think here's the thing too, like you got influencers that are sharing, you know, and, and that's fine, but do your your due diligence because you're the hairdresser behind the chair working in that arena. Don't just go with someone said, because they love it. Why do you love it?
0: Right. And right. they be like getting paid to say it, that they love it. So, you know, and
2: that's fine. Right. Right. But fine for think, them, but
0: it's not necessarily it doesn't help you in your client relationship.
2: No, it, no, it doesn't. But I think too, like, I think some people put so much pressure on the, the influencers, but I'm like, but you own your education, right? You're the one with the degree. So where's your responsibility in that?
0: Okay, speaking of PhDs for hair for, for hair uh, 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 color, um, we've been talking for an hour now and we have yet to bring up where people can get your classes and your courses and, and, and get in touch with you.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't believe we've been talking for an hour. I don't feel like it's been that long. I'm like, I could literally chat about this all day, right? Um, so we have a website, it's uh, colorswithchemistry.com. And if you go there, there's a little tab that says, you know, join a class and it gives you because this is the question all the time. Well, how do I start and where do I go? And we literally say, if you're new, start here. If you're not new, start here. And here's the order that we suggest. Right. And so, but it also gives you details on each of the classes. And um, of course you can reach me on Instagram at colors with chemistry.
0: And do you have a link tree in your Instagram so people can uh, get to the website from there?
2: Yeah. I feel like I need a t-shirt that says link is in the bio, right? Like, I
0: love it. Yeah.
2: But, but, (laughs) interestingly enough, here's what I found out. Some people in different countries don't have access to the, to the links.
0: Uh, and yeah. because it's a virtual class that, you know, that's probably important.
2: It's huge. It's huge. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, but it's been really phenomenal. We've had people from Philippines, um, Dubai, uh, Ireland, Scotland, like Trinidad and Tobago, France, like everywhere. And here's what I've learned. Um, the struggle is the same. No matter where you go,
0: that's a desire.
2: Yeah, and, and this what they struggle with is the same as what we struggle with, in terms of you know what they understand. So it's really interesting and I mean, very cool.
0: That's very cool. I couldn't imagine trying to learn color theory in English as a second language. Like I couldn't. Let me back up. I couldn't imagine learning color theory in French. right
2: it would sound really good though right yeah right (laughs)
0: sure but i wouldn't have any more confidence i'd have a lot less confidence in it (laughs) for sure julie thank you for giving us your time honestly man i'm just i'm blown away by you and and we could talk for hours and 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 if the demand is there maybe we'll have you back on to talk talk for a couple more uh for for another hour some small talks yeah for sure we'll talk about that a little bit but uh, what talks the so we're do, we do we try to do a segment. It's like a twenty to thirty minute segment, and it's just it's it's all the fluff is gone. Like, hey, this is our friend Julie, and here's what she has to share with us. And then you you know you can share whatever you know. If we could do twenty minutes on pH, or we could do twenty minutes on X, or we could do twenty minutes on Y, you know, um, we yeah. could we we could set up a couple of those conversations, and then um, and then you know, just give just get just give the the beef there, you know.
2: It's so I get myself in trouble. <laughs> I know. <Yeah.
0: laughs> exactly. Um, Julie, thanks for hanging out with us. And thanks yeah, for giving us so your fun. time. You guys and... are
2: so awesome. This is, I love what you're doing. I absolutely love it. Uh,
0: we well, thank you. We it. appreciate it, man. Totally appreciate it. And Miss Simone, if you're still listening, you know, thank you for introducing us indirectly yeah. with Julia. Uh, we appreciate it. We, appreci- we appreciate her. And um, if you're not listening to this podcast, check out coffee and foils which i love the name uh, you know coffee and foils awesome yes yeah. Yeah, yeah. Gotta- and once yeah. again in the moment i forgot her last name again simone i'm sorry text me <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. thank you so much for what you're doing for the industry
0: yeah julie seriously 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 and I'm, I'm i'm strongly considering taking your virtual class so uh you know we'll have to do that too Anyways, julie thank you for hanging out with us and thank you for joining us on your day off